welcome to Slam Fire Radio. This is episode 279 for November 15th, 2018. I'm one of your hosts, Adriel uh, Frosty Michaud. Yeah. I'm another one, Trevor uh, the Frolatte Frolat. <laughs> I'm Kelly, the classy one, Lynn. Way too and I'm, oh, no, you have to do an in- upward inflection. Come on. Yeah, oh, I am Kelly, the classy one, Lynn. Is that better? No, no, that was exactly, almost exactly, was exactly the same. It, yeah. Like this. I, and I'm Matthew, um, the warning shot McClatchy. Like, like yeah. that. Yeah. What he, what he did. Yeah, I went up at the end. Yeah. yeah, you gotta go up. yeah. <clears throat> I think that's, that's a great me. intro. <laughs> We're so good. Well, it's an intro. Uh, it, it, is, it is an intro. Check, check mark. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right, got that one off the list. What's next? Uh, why don't we do like what we did in Guns this week? Uh, Trevor, is this your section now? No, it's the lead host section, but uh, I've been updating it. Okay. Oh, yeah, we didn't go through that. Yeah, we'll have to discuss that checklist thing. Of mm. I, I put it on the bottom of the show notes for us. Mm. To we should do it on to. the air while we're live while we're <laughs> in the show. Yeah, it's that a makes great sense. idea. Okay. What, we, what we did in Guns this week is brought to you by the Calgary Shooting Center, Canada's premier firearms retailer. Uh, right now, buy a Beretta 92FS and get Stop. a free range bag. You've got to do the no, title. Without you, the title, there's no context, Adrian. Oh, there's a title it's for you, this? And you have Yippee, to okay. add right there. Mother. It's, <laughs> Yippee it's, yay, it's Christmas Mr. special. It's not even Christmas. It's middle of November. What do you do? It's still the Yippee Christmas special. Look, you don't decide what they put on special and when, all right? You just read the thing like they want us to. Yippee Kaye Christmas special. Buy a Beretta 92 FS and get a free range bag, 30th anniversary DVD copy of Die Hard, and one Zippo lighter. Only those packages available. 875. The lighter has Bruce on it in the air duct with the lighter lit. It's it's amazing. Uh, 30th anniversary. It's been 30 years since that. That's how old you are. Yeah. Best Christmas wow. movie ever. Yeah, remember those things that Wes sent out a couple of years ago? Last year. Was it? No, it wasn't last year, was it? Yeah, it was last year. No. Yeah. No. I got one. I think we all got one. Yes, but we I did. don't think it was last year. Yeah, it was. I didn't know what it was right away. <laughs> I needed instructions to figure out. But oh, it's Bruce in the air duct. I get it now. Yeah. So for those that were are listening or or watching, yeah. Sorry, you didn't get a, a nice ornament. You didn't get a tree ornament from Wes. Wes and, no. and Mrs. Wes. It was awesome. Corinne. I liked it. Stevens. Yeah. yeah. So if you just had said buy a Beretta and get a free range bag and a 30th eh. anniversary. Yeah, yeah. They wouldn't have got it. You got to say the Yippie Kaye. Yeah. And with the Zippo lighter. Exactly. You got her in there. You yeah. Got her. yeah, you did. Came yeah, around but we slam fired the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, did we ever? Yeah. I think oh. you should Slammed the hell out of it. We slammed yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Matthew, yeah, you want to been... tell us uh, what you did in guns this week? Yeah. Thankfully, we could move on from that. Wouldn't want to. Any... <laughs> well, we don't have to but... we can dwell on it for a little it's while, long... awkwardly. Okay. Well, can here, we move let... on, please? Let's continually move because I actually watched Die Hard this last week. Oh. That's oh, did you? what I did in guns. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's pretty much all I did. Oh. Okay. Oh, that's easy. Uh, yeah. Whatever. How about you? Watch. I mean, that does count, right? Yes. No. Yes, it does. 
Yes. All right, fine. John Wick yes. as well. If you watch that, John Wick's not even a Christmas movie. So. Yeah. All right. Let's throw a random movie on. I, I watched uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Uh, okay, no, that's not a... That's a random one. That, <laughs> I, was, gun I was just thinking about Harry and the Hendersons last week, too. That's no, a great you were movie. Not. I like that. All right, moving on. <laughs> what Trevor, I yes, what, yeah. did, uh, what did you do this week in guns? I uh, went to work at uh, Denise at the gunsmith and um, Winchester Model 63. Uh, it's a, I think it's a 63. It's a magazine, you know, it's a, a semi-automatic with the um, magazine tube in the stock, kind of like the nylon 66, right? And mm-hmm. the charging handle is actually in the front of the um, four stock underneath the barrel. And it's like this rod that you push back. Uh, What's it called ever, again? A uh, rod. No, it's a gun. Oh, I believe it's a Winchester Model 63. Um, never, ever take that apart. Not for nothing, ever. Don't do it. Just don't. Public service announcement. If you have a, a Winchester Model 63 and it stops working because it's dirty, just put it on the wall. <laughs> Get it welded up, deactivate it, and, and move on. Oh, my goodness. It was. Yeah, I've seen these before. I've never worked on one, but I've seen them before. Oh, goodness. In the end, I figured out how to get the front part reassembled using the magazine tube. It was kind of convoluted, but I got it done. Um, yeah. And then Where's the charging handle on this thing. It's it's, it's under. Yeah, it's that thing underneath the front. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. oh. And Ooh. reassembling that charging handle. Here's the That's, thing: you got to put the four stock on first, and then there's a, a block that goes into a dovetail, and then the metal cap gets screwed to that block, and you've got to line up the charging handle with the op rod on the inside that moves the action back and forth, but you're doing it with a spring that you have to compress and it's all blind. You can't see what you're doing. So there's a little cap on the end of that charging handle. You drift the pin out and then you've got to get like a, basically like a slave pin down all inside of that and line up the spring and then compress the charging handle, that rod, and then hold it all in place while you put the cap back on real quick and then drift the pin back in. Oh my God. It was. Seems uh, to me, it was designed by somebody who went, "Hmm, how do I how can make I this, make this yeah. overly complicated?" Yeah. Well, it's so very I, slick. Like, there's no charging handle on it. The and the the it, the port on the side there is very small, so it's probably and, really dust resistant. Yes, and and the ejector looks like something you would find on a thirty thirty. It's the biggest, most ridiculous rimfire. Er, sorry, extractor. The extractor is literally like a Tyrannosaurus Rex claw. It would. It's for pulling forty-four, seventy cases out or something. It's ridiculous. No extraction problems. Good. No extraction problems. Um. So yeah, I was funny because I called Denis over and I'd be like, are, "Are you looking at this? Are you seeing this thing?" And he'd be like, "Yep," and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luck. that's all you for a lot. Best of luck. Yeah. So you problem. wanted to play Gunsmith, huh? <laughs> Enjoy. Um. And then I went to, oh, I should really grab it off the wall, but whatever. Um, some more of my Stag 10 parts came in this week. Um, oh, man. Listen, guys, if you want to build an AR-10, you need to understand that, either, first of all, for AR-10, a lot of people already know this, but a lot of people don't, there is no mil spec. So you order, um, oh, a barrel nut. 
it has to be the DPMS pattern barrel nut. If your upper is the DPMS pattern, there's DPMS pattern, then there's DPMS pattern Gen 2, then yep. there's Armalite pattern, and it goes on and on. So, so far, I've managed to bring in an Armalite tube because I thought I needed an Air 10 gas tube. Well, if you have a DPMS pattern Air 10, an Air 15 gas tube will be fine. So, I brought in an Armalite. AR-10 gas tube, because you know it said AR-10. Well, it don't matter if it says AR-10. you got to know what's AR-10 it's for. Mm. And the Armalite AR-10 rifle-length gas tube is a quarter inch longer than our standard gas tube, which is what the DPMS pattern takes. Ugh. Okay, so that was a problem. And then I ordered a charging handle. Really cool, expensive charging handle from Brownells, ambidextrous. Oh, it's DPMS Gen 2 small frame. What the? AR-10 small frame? Okay. I guess that's a thing. So yeah, my buddy, uh, my buddy I'm got getting a, there. A, a G2 barrel, and it goes inside the receiver. It's It doesn't even work with uh, with those uh, stack oh, pins. Oh, really? Yeah. Is this the same buddy that I was taking pictures of buffer tubes for an hour yesterday and sending them to him? Uh, yes. Yeah. So um, you got carbine length AR-10 gas tube and rifle length AR-10 gas tube. And sometimes people send you AR-15 carbine length gas tubes. And then you wonder why you can't cram your AR-10 carbine length spring into your gas tube. Oh, my God. What a nightmare. Uh, buffers, same thing. An AR-10 carbine buffer is not the same as an AR-15 carbine buffer. So some parts are compatible with AR-15, some aren't. And then you got to know, like, Stag is really good. You go to the Stag website, it tells you right up, straight up, our receiver and our, our, our upper and our lower are proprietary. Everything else is DPMS patterned. But when you go order AR-10 parts, they don't always say right off, obviously, if they're DPMS patterned or not. So Brownells has this really cool feature on their website where you can look at an item and then ask a question. So I found an air, uh, another charging handle that I really liked. And it's Phase 5. I love Phase 5 products. I've got some Phase 5 stuff on some of my AR-15s. So I asked them a question, is this charging handle compatible with the STAG-10? And when they reply, you get an email notification saying your question has been answered. So you go back. That's actually right there in the email. And it said, yes. So thankfully, SFRC carries Phase 5, and they had one in stock. So I got the um, Phase 5 charging handle from uh, SFRC right after another uh, that uh, handguard that I ordered for my NEA-15. That came in. And then the very next day, I ordered this charging handle because I goofed. And I ordered another gas tube. I've got a gas tube and a Defiant muzzle brake coming from Maple Ridge Armory. And Maple Ridge is also sending me their new 17-inch um, lightweight handguard. They've made their handguard even lighter than it was already. What they've done is they've removed the rail portion of the handguard. Um, they left a couple of pieces at the front and a couple of pieces at the back where it matches up with the receiver, and they've milled off everything else. So they found more weight, more ways of shaving weight off of the handguard. So the 17-inch probably weighs as much as the 15 or maybe even less. Hmm. So I'm going to T&E that for them. And in December, they're going to be rolling out their AR-10 handguard. So this won't have a handguard or a barrel nut on it until that arrives. I could shoot it if I had a barrel nut, but the barrel nut is part of the handguard system, so I'm just going to hold back and wait on that. So I got another gas tube coming and a charging handle coming. The rest of the stuff came in. A bolt carrier group arrived from Brownells. That's about the only thing that arrived that I didn't mess up. Uh, 
And then I went to Captain Andy. So he's got one and he wants to build the lightest weight AR-10 possible. So everything he's getting for it is like skeletonized or this or that, or, you know, he's looking at lightweight bulk air groups, but he built his in 260. So he has to like research how 260 runs in AR-10s and whether or not you need a heavy buffer or a lightweight buffer because he obviously wants to get a lightweight bulk air group because the bulk air group in AR-10 weighs as much as like a six-month-old child. So he's doing some research before he gets onto other stuff. But um, he has a mill and a lathe and some titanium. So he made titanium custom takedown pins for the AR-10. They are amazing. Both pins weigh less than the small pin on the air 10 so we've shaved a little bit of weight there he also took my gas block and skeletonized it and then um because forward assists are stupid we removed the forward assist out of our guns but we needed to plug the hole with something so he found um some brass casings that were just slightly larger than the outside diameter of the forward assist so he plugged his with a 50 action express and plugged mine with a 300 wind mag so the second i posted the picture of it on instagram sure enough somebody asked me if my air 10 was chambered in 300 wind mag which is a long action cartridge but anyway it was all good um, so is that uh, chambered in 300 wind short mag wsm no no, no it's oh. not it's not wsm no no it's actually still in 308 regardless of what that little brass plug looks like so we took a brat, we took a case and we cut it on the lathe and we turned it down on the lathe. And then um, we had to make it look like a live cartridge. So then we took a primer, put the primer in the lathe and then disassembled the primer in the lathe to coat the anvil, remove the compound and then pressed it into the case. So it looks like a primer, but it's not really a primer so much. It's just a piece of brass. Hmm. Um, and then my NEA, I completely stripped that down to the uh, stripped upper and lower because the handguard from SFRC came in. And it's flat, dark earth. It kind of looks cool. And I um, pulled the audience. And I what was the results? Um, the results were, I don't care. I'm going black. So <laughs> I'm just going to Cerakote everything black anyway. And I was going to get my AR-10 barrel done because it's stainless. And then I went, well, my three-gun rifle has a stainless barrel. My SLR has a stainless barrel. Eh, I'll just stay stainless on the AR-10 as well. So um, Oh, uh, I'll switch over the camera so I can see what this looks like here. So here's my Shadow One, CZ Shadow One production Ipsic pistol. And there is the Shadow Two front sight yep. and Shadow Two rear sight. Yep. So I was really taken with the um, Shadow Two sights because the front sight is narrower and taller and uses a fire, uh, smaller, finer fiber optic. Mm-hmm. And the rear sight is adjustable. I don't so, really like the way that the rear sight angles in, though, like that. The no, I would prefer it would be square like my 1911s, like this. I would prefer that. Mm-hmm. But what are you going to do? It's not. But this is still better. Well, here's here's what the Shadow oh, 1 rear sight looks like. Yeah. And yes, I would have liked it if they had left that profile for the Shadow 2. But unfortunately, they didn't. But what they did do is make it adjustable for elevation. So now I have a narrower front sight with a small fiber optic and an adjustable rear sight on my shadow. So, did you replace the grips? Um, no. They well, I mean, it came. These were the grips that were on it when I got it. I have the the rubber ones as well. <laughs> these are the aluminum ones. Season on one side, maple leaf on the other side. Pretty cool. Um, these safeties, one is extended, one is flat, but if you can see, they kind of, mm-hmm. they're, they're out from the frame quite a bit. 
Yeah. And so I think these are shadow two safeties. And if I get the low profile safeties for the shadow one, they're going to fit more better because I, I hate, I'll, uh, I'll buy that uh, extended one off of you. If you, here's what sell. we'll do. You get me a set of shadow one, low profile safeties, put it in the mail and I will put these in the mail and we will just trade. Mm-hmm. That sound mm-hmm. good. Yep. Yep. All right. Done. Um, what else have I gotten up to? Um, Oh, um, a, I ordered a couple of reloading dies and my second one arrived. It's an RCBS X die, which means that the brass doesn't stretch when you, when you full length resize it. And it's also a small base die. So this will be, I've got one in 308 for the air 10 and one in two, two, three for the air 15 and the SLR. So small base, make sure that it's completely resized. It's actually undersized a little bit. I believe it's supposed to increase the reliability of feeding in an air or in a semi-automatic. I had X dice and I had small base dice. Now I have both uh, in two and one. And so I'm getting ready to start processing brass. So I'm setting up my world's finest trimmers. I replaced the high-speed steel end mills that were in them with carbide ones. And I'm having a heck of a time to get my 2231 set up. Captain Andy reminded me what I was doing wrong tonight before the show. So I'll, I'll get back and get that on the go. And uh, roll pin starter punches. Man, if you work on ARs and other guns, you work with roll pins. And roll pins are a pain in the butt to start because they're usually very small and difficult to hold on to. I've seen Denis has this one cool kit at the shop. It's got a hammer with the steel end a rubber end, like you screw the ends off the hammer, a brass end, a plastic end, a rubber end, and a, and a steel end. And to start the pin, you've got these little plastic tweezers that hold the pin for you, and then you tap, tap, tap. And that works okay, but I saw these roll pin starter punches in an AR-15 video once, and it took me a while to find a set online. I finally found some on Amazon. So the way it works is you put the roll pin actually inside the punch, and the punch holds the roll pin while you get it started, just a couple of light taps to get it started in the hole straight. And I tell you, starting a pin straight is important because I was working on a Weatherby Vanguard at the shop the other day, and it had its own special pins. And they were, yeah, I broke one. And it's oh. not cool. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like, you, you, like, you're ready to return the gun to the customer. All the refinishing work is done. You're reassembling. You get a pin started in the whole crooked, and you don't think it's in very deep. You think you can straighten it, and you try and straighten it, and it snaps. <sighs> and there's no pins in the shop that are the same size as this pin. It's like, oh, my God, we're supposed to call the customer and give him his gun back, and you broke a pin. One tiny little pin is preventing you from reassembling this whole beautiful firearm that the guy's, you know, already been waiting for because he's behind a bunch of people waiting to get his time, his turn has finally come. You're ready to reassemble the rifle. And like, God, I, I mean, Denis, I don't like this could have happened. Like, hey, Matthew, your rifle will be ready this afternoon. Oh, great. Hey, Matthew, we can't finish your rifle because we lost a pin that costs less than two cents, but we don't have any. And now we have to find one on the Internet and order it. No, oh, my God. Yeah, I'd and be upset. Yeah, for sure, right? Why did you use me in that analogy? I don't, I don't want you to work on my guns. Typically, you you don't get upset about <laughs> these things. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. I wouldn't mind. I got a gun. The, I'm good to go. Prob- I don't need another one. Probably the worst thing I've ever done, like ever. So. Well, you uh, did split Adriel's slide. Nope, that was Captain Andy. Nice try. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So, and, and it's, well, shouldn't, don't you have pins in stock? Of course, there's all kinds of yeah. pins in stock, but Weatherby has its own special fancy little pins. And anyway, so make a pin, order a pin, order a pin kit for, for a Weatherby rifle. I don't know. Anyway, that sucked a lot. Uh, roll pin starter punch whenever would happen. So I got those now. I also picked up a, another um, Strike Eagle scope. This time it's a one to six. So uh, it's impeccable condition. Listener had it, and for whatever reason, he's not using it or going on to a different product, uh, different project. So I've got that. So that's going to go on my AR-15 three-gun rifle. And then I think my loophole, I don't, well, I'll probably put on the NEA for now, but I kind of want to put a scope on my lever action 22. So more on that later. We'll see. And that's all I've done. Adriel, what have you been up to? Don't put a, a scope in your no. lever action. No. Yeah, I agree. Lever actions don't get scopes. Uh, but it's such a great little gun and it's accurate. And if I threw a little 22 scope on that, it would be such a tack driver. But you're right. Totally ruin the classic look, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. But well, but guys, I've got a Savage Model 99 in 300 yeah. Savage with a Weaver scope on it. The scope is vintage to the rifle, all from the 1950s, 1954 yeah. to be exact. Yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't so, do it. Hmm. okay. But I'm just saying, I could get a period scope for it, and oh. no, huh? no. All right then. Well, I'm going to adjust the front sight because it's shooting in this area. You, peer pressure, eh? Holy. I'm putting an EOTech on it now, bitches. I'll show you. That's All right, Mossberg. Settle down there. You're not even my real dad. Uh, okay, what did I do? I shot a three-gun match. Uh, How'd you do? I got first in TAC Ops. I'm going to go limited next year. There's there's more uh, stiffer competition in limited. Um I don't know what red dot I should buy uh, from the three gun show. They're talking about the vortex spitfire is like kind of like the thing to use. Cause it's one X it's um, prism and it's going to etch reticle. So even if you forget to turn the illumination on, you can still use it. Yeah. Uh, but if, if you guys have some other opinions, I'm open to hear them. The spitfire is, is it reminds me a lot of the aim point. It's kind of like an early aim point in, in like appearance. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So the way it's going to fit the rifle, I think it's going to be similar. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I'm going with the, like a Venom on my PCC. Yeah. Why do we need a Venom on a PCC and not on an AR? I don't know. Um, I'm going to be shooting this thing out to like three, 400. So the, the, the nice thing about the Spitfire AR is that the AR has batteries in the base. So it yeah. uses the base for uh, for storage. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. And it's got... Uh, uh, turret on the top that that is graduated for distance with five five six. Really? Yeah. So you can dial the red dot or not and just shoot above the target. <laughs> that always works too. <laughs> I probably will do that anyways, but uh, it's nice to have the option. Maybe. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Anyways, thinking about that, um, we might have a December match, so maybe the year isn't over. Maybe we'll have like a winter classic. I like the look of this Spitfire thing. I, this is the first I've heard of it, and I really like the fact that they've etched the uh, reticle right into it. Yeah. Is that one well, of the who's who's blowing? Trevor, my bad. Good job, Trevor. Yeah. yeah, thanks for that. Who who? <laughs> like, why haven't Red Dots had these etched art, uh, reticles in the past? I mean, that's a well, because you get a prism, right? So if you're going to do a prism, yeah. you might as well do like a three X or five X, and there is a three X 
Spitfire, but this one yes, X is, is but the one X is the way to go, especially for a red dot style optic. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting idea. Uh, Burris has one as well. They have a one oh, X. Yeah, yeah, and it's an etched reticle as well. Yes. Well, then this is what needs to go on my NEA because I need a red dot for that. All it's got is iron sights. I don't want to put a scope on it because I don't need a scope on it because I'm not going to be shooting three gun rifle with it. But I want it to be set up like a like a duty air. Well, if you're going to shoot close, like they, they've got a, a the Spark AR is real tight. The Spark AR doesn't have anything sticking out on it, and it is like a tight little unit that just sits on the rail, and there's That's nothing sticking out on it. The Spitfire AR is what I run on my Typhoon, Adriel. Oh, there you go. And I've got it like super low. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Uh, anyways, yeah. So I shot a three gun match. Man, I, I forget what even happened during the three gun match. Did you win? I won my division. Yes. How'd you come overall? Do you know? Uh, second, very close second. Oh, very good. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the again, like I expect the open guys to start like really whomping us uh, very soon because they're running the uh, uh, typhoon style shotguns with pump shotgun mags now. So <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be obliterating us on like I I had a killer run on one of the shotgun stages and I still didn't win it overall. And I, I like I blew it apart and I still didn't win. I'm not gonna win any more shotgun stages overall. <laughs> and I had those things unlocked up. Oh well, whatever. They're in a different division, right? Yeah. Um uh, I went hunting, shot a deer, turned into jerky. I actually shot two <laughs> deer. Um and I'll I'll talk about this on air. <laughs> uh so the first deer um was actually really close. Uh there was a bit of brush in the way. I shot. I thought I hit the deer. I'm like, yes, got that deer. Um, I waited a little bit. I went and looked. This was my evening hunt, so it was dusk. Um, I went and looked. I couldn't find any blood. I couldn't find anything. I saw some tracks that went one way. I followed the tracks for uh, about 20 yards, and there was nothing. No no blood or anything. I thought So I went and grabbed one of my buddies, uh, grabbed some uh, headlamps. We came back. We searched the area for like 30 minutes. Nothing. And this was like uh, real confidence destroying because this deer was like 20 meters away. And uh, for me to miss at, at 20 meters is uh, uh, odd. And <laughs> so I was like, what's going on? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I, maybe I try, maybe I bumped the scope. This, uh, I, uh, all sorts of things were going through my head. Um, and, uh, and a day later, uh, that deer, um, we, we saw some crows and, and magpies coming out of a spot. And uh, yeah, that deer, I, I did hit it. It just, for whatever reason, there was just nothing for blood that we could see. Maybe it, like the foot swipes had gone right over the blood, or maybe it just like held in the cavity. We didn't get to actually check because the coyotes and birds had done such a thorough job after one night that it was like a skeleton with some meat on it. Yeah, it was, it was um, almost all gone. Uh, So that, that was really disappointing, but uh, um, as luck would have it, uh, there's a ton of deer in this area, uh, more than uh, than normal, and uh, another deer showed up for me a day later at the exact same spot. So uh, I did get I did get my deer. This one I retrieved and uh, turned it into jerky. <laughs> Yay! Yeah, uh, I took out uh, a friend of mine out hunting. Uh, got him into the experience. We went went out uh, rabbit hunting, and uh, so you got to see what that's all about. And uh, we got to track one and <laughs> you know that kind of thing. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. 
Did you get uh, it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's even more fun whenever you actually get something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shot that Chris Vector. I've shot them before. I haven't like done very extensive shooting with it. And I could tell uh, you hated it. What's that? I could tell that you hated it. No, 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 no. I, I liked it. Everyone's to buy it. <laughs> the recoil. So if you haven't shot one of these before, the recoil impulse on them is real weird. It's really interesting. You shoot it and you, you feel like it should like pull back and up. And really all it does is kind of jiggle. <laughs> it's like, but it's just jiggling around. So it's like, oh, man, you can, yeah, you can pound out rounds. And uh, yeah, it just kind of jiggles every time you shoot it. So super interesting, uh, super interesting gun. Uh, I posted some pics of the uh, the Chris and uh, and the Typhoon F12 uh, on my uh, on the Hunting Gear Guy Facebook page. Yep. Uh, I'll get to around some doing a review of those. I think so. Brownells has a sale right now on their M16 lightweight BCGs. I think I might get one. They're like these really nice lightweight uh, BCGs for AR15s. They've got uh, t- like a titanium knit ride uh version for like 110 or something like that us i might get one i might get one and then uh right now i'm looking at select shooting supplies so i was looking at them because uh i was like i was actually just looking for that safety for you trevor and i'm like oh they actually have the shadow two safeties that i need and what else do they have oh they got some uh, fiber optic which I, I, th- I need some more of that stuff and they've also got these m arms classic base pads Maybe I'll get some of those. Can I, can I run base pads in Ipsic? Is that legal? In what division? Production. Yes. Oh. Wait, oh. yes? Yes. You can use aftermarket mags, aftermarket base pads. It doesn't oh, have yeah, to... yeah, 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 yeah. Plus twos? Are plus twos cool? These are plus twos. Now, it, it doesn't add plus two to the actual capacity. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, production guns don't have to fit in the box. I don't. But they have a mag length. They have a mag length. Oh, they do have a mag length limit. No, they don't. You measure the standard classic and open mag. Right. Go to the the rule book and go to the division requirements at the end of the rule book. And um, I think you're okay, Adriel. As NROI rep for Ipsy New Brunswick, I'm ruling this okay. I'll uh, okay. I'll take that recording to uh, to my first Ipsic match that I shoot uh, next year. Trevor said it was okay. <laughs> Trevor said this is okay. I'm running these plus ten uh, extensions <laughs> on here. He says it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. More on this later. That's all mm-hmm. I can say. I'm like Rod right now. I can't I can't divulge everything I know. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't. That's it for me, Kelly. What about you? All right, so this week I did a lot with the Gunny Girl calendar. So as you guys probably have seen on the CCFR, Tracy posted it. They're actually in her hands right now, but they're not going to be on sale until next week because we have some things that we have to do with that. We did a lot with the uh, um, sneak peeks, basically. Uh, We continue to do that as well, uh, showing everybody all the lovely ladies that are going to be in it this year. Right now, uh, the calendars, as I said, aren't going to be on sale until next week, but it's going to be $20 plus shipping. And then, of course, you're going to be supporting a great cause. It's basically getting ladies into shooting. So when you buy a calendar, every calendar that you buy, it's going to come with a unique code. So what we would like you to do is register it and then you'll be entered into a bi-weekly draw and the prizes. Nobody ever wins those. Yeah. Adriel who won twice last year. <laughs> I know. 
But this year we have some great sponsors. The sponsors, like for example, Phil O'Dell from Odell Engineering, he supplied us with a couple of uh, couple of guns. So that means go and register your your calendar when you get it, and then you'll be entered into the bi monthly draw. Because uh, as Adriel says, nobody ever wins it. You won't. There is a lot of people who bought calendars last year that didn't register them, and if you don't register it, you're not going to be able to win anything. So go and it's register like it. It's like the lotto, right, Kelly? You can't win if you don't play. That's right. So go register. But if you've already got the calendar, it's free to play. Even better. And if your calendar is a Christmas present, like you get every other year, then it's... Yeah. I will. Okay. If if somebody gets me one for Christmas. Maybe. I don't know if you can hear me winking in the microphone. (laughs) I'm not having a seizure. (laughs) Yeah, you're... Everybody who's on this podcast will be getting a calendar for Christmas. We you know what? I haven't. We, I we have 20 about, live listeners. You probably shouldn't say that right now. They're on the podcast right now, no, too. Who are co hosts? Um, oh, you know what's awesome? What? Jeremy Crane just yeah. signed up for Patreon and was foolish enough to give us his real address. <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember, he's a guy I called out a couple of weeks ago to the production challenge thing and then he didn't show up to the match oh right had to put out a fire sure whatever well, you know what he's a firefighter good on him thank you for saving the world <laughs> whatever yeah. one basement at a time oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey i did want to mention if anybody is down in the u.s and would like a calendar contact uh tim crosno he's going to coordinate down in the u.s as well oh that's yeah. wicked yeah so we are sending them down to the U.S. I want pictures, by the way. If you are in the States, I want a picture from every state in the U.S. How about this? I'll make an executive decision. If you are an American, not you, Tim, you count, and you buy a CCF cal- CCFR calendar, we'll send you a sticker. And by okay. we, I mean Adriel. And by so sticker, I mean the old one. Adriel? <laughs> Send me the stickers because I'm sending them to cross. I'm sending the. I'm out of stickers. Okay. I'm out of stickers. I'm almost out of patches too. You're not. I got a lot of t-shirts. Anything. We got <laughs> lots of t-shirts. Oh. They're not even t-shirts. They're like polos with collars. Yeah. I'm covering the cost, guys. You didn't hear what I said though. I said yeah. Adriel will send this stuff out. Hey Adriel. You don't need to bother send- Crosno with sending stickers. Okay. Anything else, Kelly? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So Project Maple Seed, also, it wrapped up its final event for the year. You guys, we did 35 shoots last year. It was awesome. It was a lot more than the year before. So, yeah, I was at almost every single one of them. It was awesome. Uh, There was a private shoot at the CFB Kingston range, and I got to take part in that. Uh, I wasn't actually going to do it because of the fact that I have been uh, some things with work, but we had a, a few of our instructors cancel at the last minute so i shoot up and helped out because basically it was here in kingston anyway so we might as well um run the camera did i run or what are you saying (laughs) just take a bunch of uh underexposed pictures no i didn't i took great pictures as a matter of fact (laughs) i but no one can find them they're on the they're on the website counters way over there all right uh, we showed up at 6 a.m. instead of, uh, you know, setting up the night before. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I also decided that I was going to help out. Uh, we had a bit, we showed up at 6, and it was the first 
day of the time change. So it was really like seven o'clock. So we only like had a half an hour of total darkness. But uh, there was about a dozen deer. First week of deer season too, there was a dozen deer that were on the uh, the uh, the range. They all thought we were nuts because we were all there. But it was just, it was fun. You should uh, uh, put some targets on them and let them like bounce across. That'll be like the the side movers that they've got. Yeah. I was thinking about that. You know, we could incorporate this and we do like, you know, instead of doing static shooting, we can move. Anyway, it didn't really, no, they wouldn't let us do that. But uh, everybody that did show up, they had a really, really good time. It was kind of uh, funny because it was a small group and these guys have been shooting for like 30 years, right? So they all thought it'd be really, really easy and they would all walk away with a patch and that didn't happen. We had one guy that uh, got his rifleman patch. He was super excited about it as well. And he was talking to, uh, there's a Facebook page. They were talking about it on the Facebook page later and they all had a, you know, really, really good things to say about it. They all want to come back next year because they want their patches, of course. And we had, well, the funny thing is we had one guy, he's the RSO. The RSO, is, it's if you're shooting on a military range, it's required that they have an RSO from the base. So he was there. He wasn't shooting because he was working for the day. But he, he actually, I don't know if he was really intending to pay attention to everything. Um, but he did. And he goes, I am in the infantry. I teach this and I instruct this. And I've been doing it for years. And when we did natural point of aim or NPOA, he goes, he, he had a light bulb moment. He goes, I've been teaching this wrong all my life. He goes, I didn't understand what exactly it meant or how to do it or how to put it in words. And he goes, you guys taught me something. He goes, I'm stealing this. I'm going to be shooting. I'm going to be teaching this. And I'm going to be teaching it the way that you teach it. So from now on, I'll, I'll do that with the troops instead of the way that I, cause he didn't really understand it. And he goes, it makes so much more sense now. And I'm going, this is awesome. Like, you're going to be teaching this to people who are part of the military. This, this is pretty cool. So, yeah, it was, it was fun. So, so how do you feel knowing that you're helping teach people to kill? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> as long as they're killing the right people, it's all good. Hey, like Dirty Harry said, ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of shooting as long as all the right people get shot. That's exactly it. We got, we got good feedback uh, with deer hunting season as well. Like, we had J. Joe, and he says, listen... He, he goes, I attended a maple seed and it helped me with my shooting and I was able to get my deer. So I think that's awesome. Apparently it didn't help Adriel. <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. It did. It was, helped him so much that he couldn't tell. Uh, first one. And he got a second one too. Uh, one of the Crow, other, crows got to eat too, Adriel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's, it's the, you know, the circle of life. Is helping things out. Coyotes. Got a couple of coyotes so that they fatten them up for the winter. Yep. We shoot them next year. Yep. So, uh, my rifle, my ten twenty two, my baby. It is basically needing an overhaul because of the fact that it has been at almost all shoot. So we've had sixty shoots in the past two years with Project Maple Seed, and I've been shooting on my own as well. And <clears throat> yeah, never cleaned it. Of course, I have. But the extractor is trying to. I'm having extractor issues, and so we're going to switch that out, and we're going to switch out the springs as well. I loaned out my maple seed rifle on the weekend to one of the guys that was there. He brought his own. He brought a 1022, and he fashioned it out with the um, Magpul stock, <coughs> but he didn't have the parts. He didn't have the cheek risers. He didn't 
had to have extra spacers. And Trevor, remember what happened with you with respect to mounting your scope? Do you remember um, what I said? You're confusing my 1022 with my 597. No. Yes, but with your 597. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> what did I, I say? You said that the eye relief wasn't right. I needed to get it further forward. And in order to do so, I need an EGW rail. Right. Well, with him, he put a scope on it the day before the shoot. And he so was it was a good idea. Yeah. So he's using the rail that came with the 1022. And when you do that, the scope is going to be mounted too, uh, too far back so that you, your, your eye relief is not going to be great. So he tried it out his own. It didn't work out for him. I even gave him um, a cheek riser and a couple extra spacers for this for the stock. It didn't help. So he ended up taking my rifle, but because I was having extractor issues, he, anyways, it wasn't a great day for him. He still did well, but it wasn't perfect. But we're finding that actually all of our rifles that we have, we use them as loaners too, and generally they used at every shoot, and there's 300 rounds, 400 rounds that go through them. So, Are you that, taking responsibility for him not qualifying? No. Well, you should. <laughs> no. <laughs> he didn't break the equipment. Like he, he did well, it. he did well, but, you know, my rifle held him back. That's that's what well, the listeners He, he could have brought out his own Narinko bolt action, and he would have been fine. Exactly. <laughs> That's not even scored. funny. I don't yeah. even want to talk about that again. He would have scored a 245 or 47. Yes. Or right, but you screwed him over by giving him your malfunctioning POS 1022. I did. Good but for you. Now but you're not taking responsibility for it. But he shot it, and he's going, okay, here's my list of stuff that I want now. So I have to get the rail, and I have to get the extended mag release, and I have to get the bolt release, and I have the auto-bolt release. And I so I he just used my rifle, and now he has to put another, you know, two $300 worth of parts on it. So Easy. That yeah. reminds me. I, I um, disassembled and cleaned my 1022 mags just last night or the night before. Um, I reached out to the Appleseed Princess to find out, <laughs> okay, I got it apart now. How many twists do I have to put on this little oh. thing in the back? Yeah. So I think she gave me the very technical answer of twist it until it works. That works. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess. There's a tool that you can buy for that. Did you get that? No, uh, no I just twisted it until it worked. And okay. you don't need a special tool for that. You just twist the little nut up and uh, put it back in. Okay. All right. Yep. That's Are the Shadow 2 and the Shadow 1 slide stops different? I should get one of those two. I think they might be, Adriel. That's definitely worth clarifying before you order. And yeah, I should definitely get a... Uh, I don't know if the slide stops are breaking on the Shadow 2, but with the Shadow 1, it's on not all a, Oh, they do, eh? Not a question of if, but when with that thing. Yeah. So, but yeah, okay. you definitely want the Shadow 1 slim safeties. I got some safeties on mine. He's just going to take the ones off his and send them there so you can send him his, yours. Your shadow. Oh, you bought your shadow used, didn't you? No, my shadow two came with some oh. safeties. Yes, but did you buy your shadow two new or used? New. New. Oh, that's interesting. Some of them, because... some of them come with extended and some of them and yours don't. Oh, see, this one did. Yeah. And uh, when I bought that shadow one, it was from Larry. Larry had bought two shadow twos and he ended up throwing a set of those in the box for me. Hmm. But you can. Ah, you... that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, can I finish? Sorry. <laughs> yeah, sure. 
last thing that I wanted to say was I wanted to congratulate Greg May. He is officially oh, yeah. a full instructor yeah. for Project Maple Seed. He is the one the first guy to make it through, and he's going to make our lives so much easier. So thank you. He's great. Yeah, yeah he is awesome. Like he took his vacation first time in like years that he took vacation, and what did he do? He got in a car with Tracy and I. Or <laughs> I did that on purpose. Stacy and I, and drove across the country. Sorry. That's what you do on your vacation, right? You, you rough it and you live in tents and uh, don't shower for days on end and and then show up drive for hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds fun. Yeah, he deserves a medal. Cool. Yep, that's it. All right, upcoming events. Um, let us know if you have any upcoming events, but it's winter and it's cold outside, so probably no one's shooting or doing too much right now. We might do a December like winter classic for three gun at Chaz. Maybe. I think. Maybe. Strong possibility. Let's get into the news. Uh, the first one here. Man arrested after 20 guns found in car at Rainbow Ridge. Trevor, I see you clicking on that one. Do you want to take it away? Nope. No, that's not me clicking on it. Oh, oh someone else clicking on that. I did. So Rainbow Bridge, not Ridge. Rainbow Bridge is the... Somewhere in the center of the universe. I don't know. Well, it's at Niagara Falls. It's the busiest one across the country. And there was a pile of handguns in there. Correct. There's 20, well, undeclared, obviously. (laughs) I have Uh, 20 handguns in my car. I don't think I Oh, there's actually 40 here. Oh, I don't think this is happening, right? Yeah, there was 20 handguns in a in a custom compartment that they had in the back. This is after, I don't know if we mentioned, no, we didn't, because last week we didn't have a show. No. Uh, last week there was a lady who had 25, uh, 25 in her gas tank. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's, and, and these are the people that are getting caught. Like, you Imagine must be how doing something. Mm, yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is, you know, this, this guy here. Uh, they must have suspected something. Uh, they stopped the car. They had a detector dog team look over the car, and they found the guns concealed in an aftermarket compartment inside the car. If you look at the images, it's it's kind of yeah. in the trunk area uh, between the rear seat and a fake wall at the at the rear seat there. So, yeah, he's going to face some charges. Get his wrist slapped. Yep. Bad boy. Don't do that again. And then they'll release him back out into the wild. Well, remember C seventy one goes after gun owners, C-75 actually reduced the penalty for smuggling guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That's the liberals for you. It used to be five. Now it's two. Just saying. Unbelievable. Yep. Mm. All right. Well, uh, let's see here. Uh, this next one here from Nova Scotia RCMP. Uh, Matthew, do you want to take this one? We haven't heard you. Do if I ever. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's from the 528P. That's awfully... Specific time. All right. So around 530 on October 27th, a deer hunter who was in Middleborough area heard a popping sound. And when he looked in the direction of the noise, he saw a man pointing a handgun, firing several shots at him. He didn't realize that he was actually on private land at the time when the shots were fired. The shooter then got into a truck and drove away. The hunter, who was not injured, called 911 and provided a description of the truck to police. The area is a small community. The police responded immediately and several officers provided containment around the residence. Contact was made with the suspect. He walked out of his house and was arrested without incident. The house was searched. Firearms were found, including a shotgun, a rifle, a pistol, and a carbine and ammunition. Some of the firearms were not properly stored. And as as a result, all firearms were seized from the residence. 
Uh, Suspects was taken to the detachment where he was released on conditions. Uh, He was charged with discharging a firearm while being reckless, careless use of a firearm, pointing a firearm, possession of a weapon for dangerous purpose, carrying a concealed weapon, possession of a firearm in a motor vehicle. And he's going to go back to court here in a bit. So, yeah, that's... um, That's not the correct way of notifying someone that they're on your property. (laughs) That's right. Bang! (laughs) He should take a Project Maple Seed course because he can't hit anything. I'm just saying. No, no, no. They were warning shots. He's like, I listened to Slamfire and they told me this is how to do it. Aren't you supposed to yell, get off my property? Not like fire at someone. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if the guy actually didn't know he was, uh, you know, not on private land or he was on private land or if he was just saying that. I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't really be shooting at people. No, <laughs> regardless. Yeah. No, you shouldn't be shooting at people. But if you are on land, you should research it and go and talk to the homeowner or the landowner. True fact. Yep. 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 All right. Uh, why don't we get into some new gun stuff? Uh, this first one here, SAP sixes are on for five ninety nine. So Tactical Imports is uh, clearing these things out. So if you're looking for a pump action shotgun that holds big bad magazines, uh, they've got those. Ooh. Arms East got in a shipment of stag tens. Uh, so these are in stock. There's no waiting list or anything on these. And from listening to you, Trevor, and knowing what my buddy was having problems with, I think I might get one of their stripped bare bones ones because they had some where it's like no stock, uh, no fore end. It's got the barrel. It's got the buffer tube. Yeah. Add your do, own stuff. They do have different um, configurations, varying degrees, right? Stuff already on there. So um you're smarter than me and will and can learn from our mistakes so well, that's smarter you guys just like tried to hack them together first and i look at that and be like oh i'm not touching that give me the <laughs> well, one that already works <laughs> in, in fairness i think the uh, the mistake wasn't on will's end i think maybe whoever shipped out his parts goofed um but uh, me ordering the wrong charging handle and gas tube that's on me it's it's hard to figure out. I looked at the the barrel he got, and it didn't really say this is a DT, DPMS G2 barrel. It didn't really say that anywhere. It was in the product code. If you read the product code and you're like, oh, I think maybe this is a G2 barrel. You'd have Same. to like figure it out. You had to dig deep to find out that my charging handle was a Gen 2 small frame. Mm-hmm. Isn't a small frame AR-10 and AR-15? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> Well, practically, yeah, because I think they use was it the 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 extensions the same or something? Oh man, that's stupid the charging handle. The charging handle is just this much too big for an Air Fifteen, and just this much too small for an Air Ten. Oh, yep, yep. Proprietary parts. Anyways, Stag Arms has a bunch of these in here. They had, I think, the twenty-two inch six-five Creedmoor is the one I'm going to go for. 1900 bucks, and then throw on all your stuff that you want to on top to make it look cool and whatever. Mm-hmm. 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 So I might, uh, I might go for someone something like that. Uh, the FX9s just arrived at Wolverine, so these are a little bit delayed. They're supposed to come in October, but it's November, and they're here. And uh, yeah, these are... Uh, yeah, customers are already getting them. They're like, they, they shipped some, I think, today, already out the door. Now, I did the math, and I came up with... Uh, what was it? 90? I think they only got 90 in today. Yeah, there's three pallets and 30 per pallet, if I if I counted correctly. If you go to the to the um, Wolverine form on CGN, there's a picture there, and 
it says pallet one of three and you can count what's on the pallet there pretty easily. But mm-hmm. so um, they keep coming in on a regular basis. Now we're all going to have them within no time. Um, I know when I was told and uh, it'll be what it'll be. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, one stalls has the Kiappa 357 Magnum takedown lever guns. Uh, these are in stock now. So these are like the, you, you've get, you guys have probably seen the mare legs, mare's legs, mare yep. legs, whatever. Mare's leg. Mare's leg. Mare legs. How do you call it like plural? Mare leg eye. It's a mare's leg. It's a mare's legs. Yeah, legs. Mare's. You got two legs, right? Mare's leg, mare's legs. <laughs> Good. Uh, uh, these are, these are like that, except they have a functional stock and they're takedown. So I think these are like, I, I would say that these are more practical than the mare's leg because uh, you get a real stock with it and you can still put it down to a compact size. And if anyone shows up to a match and wants to shoot that in PCC, uh, I'll pay a registration. Okay. <laughs> that's Ooh, pretty. That's going to be slow. Yeah. Unless he can get after it. Some guys can run a lever gun faster than people can run a semi-auto. Oh, I mean, like crappy people running a semi-auto. Like, I don't see any oh, cowboy oh, shooters throwing up to, showing up to a three-gun, like competing with the no, AR guys. But I mean, they're also standing at a target like seven yards away and just dumping into it. But you know, they 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 just cycle the action, and on the way up, their their middle finger hits hits the the trigger. It's just close mm-hmm. every time they close the action, they engage the trigger. So as fast as you can cycle the lever, you can pull the trigger theoretically. Yeah, no, they're not giving anything up on the uh, firing speed. Yeah. Nope. Reloads will be a little bit slower. Yep. Yeah. All right, why don't we get on to the main topic? Welcome back to the podcast. Rod Giltaka from CCFR. Oh, hi. There we go. (laughs) Oh, is that me? Crap. Am I supposed to say something? Oh, that's my cue. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Line? (laughs) Line. So Rod, it's it's been a it's been a while since you've been on the show. There's been a whole bunch of, uh, of things that have been new recently. Um, maybe uh, maybe catch our listeners up with uh, with a little bit about what you've been up to. What we've been up to at the CCFR? Huh, that's yeah. a good question. It's been a ton of stuff. In fact, it's been so it's been unmanageably busy, and for for a number of reasons. Um, so what's well, we can talk about some stuff that's really new, and then some stuff that's sort of new. Um, I'm sure. Uh, if, if you are following the CCFR at all, you're probably aware that we did attend the, uh, the round table, uh, the government round table uh, concerning the handgun and assault weapons ban. I yep. attended that in Toronto. Um, and then there was also a video made of that trip uh, by the guys over at Code of Arms. And if you want to see that video, you can find the link in the story on the firearmrights.ca uh, page, or you can go to Code of Arms uh, YouTube channel. But uh, those guys are really great, and they they put in a lot of effort for the cause. I, I think that if everybody put in as much effort as they did, for <laughs> for no money, um, we'd be we'd be uh, even farther ahead. But anyway, so they did a really cool video. So really, yeah, big shout out to them. So I uh, appreciate that. Um, we've got a bunch of stuff that's really new. One of the things, and we can talk about this, is today is the day that we uh, launch our the official magazine of the CCFR. And it's called High Capacity Magazine. Yeah. And, and what you did wanna... there, I see it. <laughs> what you did there, I see yeah. it. High Capacity Magazine. magazine. Yeah, but really, it's a periodical. <laughs> we don't get it. 
It is. Yeah. Well, at least one of us don't get it. One other. Yeah. One other. Matthew, we, we don't have the time or the crayons to explain to you. Just follow along. <laughs> exactly. I like um, so now I, I don't want to mislead and make it sound like we are publishing the magazine. We aren't. Uh, it's uh, it's another group that's doing it, but we are the. Uh, it's the official. It's our official magazine, basically. So we're on the yeah. on the cover. We have a couple of ads, and we have two pages in every uh, in every uh, issue where we discuss uh, a variety of things. So, if if I can explain a little bit about the magazine, that'd be cool. If you're interested, please. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay. Well, basically, it's a little bit different um, than maybe some other magazines that you're familiar with. I guess there's really only one firearms magazine in Canada right now. It's different because this magazine focuses on Canadian gun culture, so people, events. Um, uh, uh, like political issues, stuff like that. And of course, guns and gear, but it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit different and it's a little bit more CCFR, right? Cause we're, we're a little bit more about the gun culture than we are about, you know, intricacies of the law kind of thing. So to clarify, like a regular gun rag, you would find, you know, here's an article about the Remington 700 and here's how it performed. And here's an article about some new tech. Here's an article about some new gear. This is less about that. This is more about meet Joe. Joe's a farmer. He uses his gun to hunt coyotes because they're eating his cows. And this is what he likes to do at the range and blah, blah, blah. Is that sort of the, the gist of it? Pro- well, probably not the Joe, the farmer thing, but, uh, but yeah, about people. I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, sure. I, I had to come up with something real quick and that was the fastest my brain could run. Today. <laughs> Joe, Joe the three gunner kind of stuff. Joe the three gunner. Yeah. 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 So yeah, there'll be tons of stuff like that. In there. Yeah. It's really cool. Cool. I like it. And some more news, and I mean, this is actually, oddly enough, um, or appropriately, I should say, um, Slamfire. This is the first thing, this is the first place that we've um, announced this new magazine because it came out today and I haven't done it anywhere else. So you guys got it first. Uh, we get the scoop every once in a while. Yeah. Didn't that happen last time too? It did. Last time Rod was on here, we got to break something to the world for the first time. That was usually we're just breaking something. <laughs> yeah, that's like, true. Oh, like breaking wind. Anyway, uh, um, that's uh, Kelly. <laughs> Normally we wreck Matthew, but yeah. All right. So um, something else that's uh, that's coming up that's new in a few weeks. We should have our new clothing line out. Now, huh. interesting. Um, yes. The new clothing line is going to have a new logo and a whole new look and feel. Mm-hmm. So that'll be something that'll be interesting for some folks. And, so yeah. Rod. Mm-hmm. Did, you, did you do anything for women? Just, I, just wondering. That's a pretty open question. Rod's done lots of things for lots of women. <laughs> Clothing. <laughs> Clothing. Yeah, let's stick to clothing for now, and then we'll move on to the next next yeah. step after. Um, yeah, yeah, we do have some women's clothing in it. Yeah, perfect. For sure. I was I was going to try to scrounge up something uh, something funny to say, but it was too risky. <laughs> yeah when you're lying you gotta be a bit more careful right yeah i've been taking a lot of risk recently so i'm gonna i'm gonna reel that in a little bit good call so and um so hold on hold on before you go too far um why why the new logo and can we see what the new logo looks like well yeah, oh. yeah. why new logo matthew because we got a new logo so they figured you know flam fire yes. doing it gotta step up with their game yeah mm-hmm. we're trendsetters Always keeping up with the slam. That's what we call it over here. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay, carry on. I'm just yeah. not gonna, yeah. Yeah, Trevor oh. just self filtered there. See that? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just slammed up there and, you know, I was like, nope. 
Clam Duck. Tonight. tonight. <laughs> new, new logo. Yeah, so the new logo. So, so why a new logo and part two, can we see it? <laughs> there is a party going on in my head right now. And like literally there's Clam a monkey. invited. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a monkey swinging on a chandelier throwing poo everywhere. And I, I, That's Trevor. I just can't share it with you. Anyway. Uh, okay. I have a, and they were good. They were good jokes. Let's so just take a word for it. Um, anyway, so, uh, no, we can't see the logo right now, but probably within two or three weeks, we'll kind of start uh, showing that stuff. So we got patches and clothing and... Uh, yeah, calendars with it on. So, yeah. Um, the, no, the cal- does the calendar have the new logo? Yeah, it does. Oh, when is that coming out? Uh, it got Soon. delivered to... So they got delivered today, but we we're going to be doing some things so that we can make it so that it is part of uh, unique. We're going to be numbering them. So it'll be out next week and people can start ordering them. So it'll be two weeks before they probably get them. I thought I saw a picture of the cover of the. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, just, I only have so much, so much capacity in my head. So I, was like, I, you, I wouldn't even notice what logo Clear, clearly, clearly, your capacity has been riveted. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> limited, limited capacity. You have the room for full capacity, but you've been yeah. restricted with a rivet. Yeah. So what about all those people that got tattoos? Um, me too. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got the, the big swirl thing on my back. Cover up. Big. Yeah. Cover yeah. up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Body airbrushing. Glad um, I cheaped out and didn't get one right away. <laughs> Is that the only reason you didn't? Pretty much, yeah. Financial decisions, tattoo or ammo. <laughs> okay, okay. Fair I'll enough. wear a patch instead. Get a sticker for my truck. We are keeping the old logo. So what we are, and I can share this with you. So that's kind of cool. Um, the old logo. That's very generous of you to share that with us. We are. Um, we're gonna. We're holding on to the old logo and clothing with that stuff on it still because not everybody. The new logo has a gun in it. In fact, it's an AR-15. <gasps> an assault rifle. <sighs> Perfect. Yeah, we're banned. Um, so, <laughs> so anyway, not everybody wants to wear an AR-15 and that's cool. Right. So we're, we're going to have the, the old logo is actually going to be called the classic CCFR logo and the new logo is just the logo. So it's like Coke classic and, and Coke. Oh, the Coke classic. Yeah, the classic. Flop. I was going to say that didn't work out so well. No, no, no. Yeah. The new Coke stock. That's new Coke. Crystal Coke. Yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, this is the right stuff right here. This is what uh, we have so rod um that's exciting do you also want to take a minute and tell us about the latest contest that the ccfr ran and what the winner got that's a good question (laughs) is that Uh, what there was a contest you you called the guy and congratulated him remember that remember that phone call you made to the the winner he picked the the, uh, long range Precision yeah, rifle. Long range package, which would have been the KDX uh, Sheepdog in 6.5 Creedmoor. Right. Yeah. What is that? Like a $5,000 rifle or something, hey? Yes. Yep. Awesome. And then he got 100 rounds of match grade Creedmoor ammo, 6.5. Mm-hmm. And what else do you, oh yeah, the, the optic was was pretty crazy. It was a, it was. Or, a, wasn't it a Vortex or was it a Leopold? No, it was a, yeah, it was a Leopold Mark IV. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah, yeah, it was really nice. Yeah. Super nice. Like $3,000 optic. And the CC, sorry, SFRC donated that. They did. They did. And, and I, you know, this is actually something interesting to talk about because 
I called up Ryan over at the at uh, SFRC and I said, hey, you know, do you want to do our next contest with us? And he said, <laughs> he's like, oh, well, yeah, I, uh, I thought, but I thought, you know, you did them with uh, international shooting supplies. I'm like, no, man. Share I, the love. <laughs> yeah, I thought we do them with whoever wants to do them, right? And yep. um, one of the reasons why you saw a couple with, uh, with Scott over at International is just because he was right there when we started the CCFR because, you know, it's not like we have a lot of history. It's only been three years. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was glad to do that with them. And then we're trying to do uh, another contest uh, for the television show, um, if I can get that out. Uh, and that'll be with, with another store, I'm hoping. So spreading it around. Awesome. So how many of these contests have we had so far, Rod? This is our gonna, third? I'm going to say four. Four. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they're very popular. This one was the biggest one ever. And it kind of it, it kind of bucked a trend because the very first contest we ever did was the biggest one. And then every contest after that, actually, were they were diminishing in returns. And then we had the, <laughs> the debacle, the yeah. uh, show debacle. Yeah, and you know, which was well, whatever. It is what it is. We got that corrected, but that was the worst one ever. We yeah. actually didn't collect much money at all, and so you learn a little bit as you do these contests to see what people mm-hmm. respond to. And this one was the biggest ever. I think the timing also matters. You need to know when to hold it. I think there's a a time of year where people are feeling some more fi- financial constraint than other times. Like I wouldn't announce it a week before Christmas, let's say, you know, you gotta, you gotta time these things. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. You do need to know when to hold it. I think when the message the, was good as well because of the fact it. it was, it was with respect to C71 people were interested in trying to finance, you know, exactly that. Let's try and see if we can sink it. Hmm. A good segue. Speaking of C seventy one, Rod, do you have any updates on um, what's happening with that? There, we've heard that there's some changes recently in some of the logo, uh, some of the language that they're using. Um, do you either want to touch on that or tell us, you know, your impression of how the town halls are going? Because that kind of ties into that as well. Do you have anything on either one of those two subjects? Topics. Well, nothing, yeah, nothing too interesting because I haven't kept up with it in the last few weeks because I've been busy with uh, with a bunch of other things. Um, Tracy has been. She saw. I think she she had a meeting with another senator a couple of days ago, and then she's got another one. I think next week, early next week. So she's actually physically going to the Senate and talking to people. And mm-hmm. you know, one of the things I said I think in the last podcast was you know history is made by those who show up yeah. and. You know, I, I I saw three senators. She saw another one, another one next week, and we're just we're 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 in there. They know we're here, and they they know what they're doing is not done in the dark. I don't I don't think we can overemphasize the importance of you guys actually having access to senators to fight on our behalf and to be our voice because everybody assumes it's a done deal, and almost certainly it is a done deal. But it still has another step. It still needs to get to the Senate, and I don't know of another time that a change like this has happened and we've had a firearms organization with access to the Senate to sit down with senators. People always say, well, I write them an email or I send them a letter and I never hear back from them. And that's probably true. But now here you are, if you're a member of the CCFR, you've got somebody actually knocking on a senator's door and sitting down, having a face to face. It just, I mean, yes, it's a stressful time, but at the same time, we're so lucky to have this kind of representation. And I don't know if we've ever had anything this like even close to this before. 
Well, I, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. And I think it's, uh, I think it's good. You know, there's one thing I would say, and this is, this is kind of interesting. I might've mentioned this. I probably mentioned this on the podcast, so I don't, I don't know, but I'll mention it now. Cause I think, you know, if there's people that, uh, that aren't listening to our stuff or aren't on our Facebook group or whatever, but listen to Slamfire, they should, they should know this. So every once in a while, I get somebody that says, you know, what exactly are you doing? You know, yep. you, you know, our organization, sure. aren't doing anything, they're not accomplishing anything because C71 is still going. But the, for me, and I came to this realization because I actually feel that way, for, you know, most of the time I'm like, you know, like all this effort, does this, does this mean anything? Well, for one, it could cost the liberals an election. Yeah. It could actually save us on so many other things other than firearms, but whatever, set that aside for now. In the past, when there has been firearm legislation, the story has popped up into the media and it sits in the media for maybe two or three days and then it goes away and it's gone. And maybe, you know, at the next vote, it pops up for a day or two and it's gone. And maybe, you know, when it passes, it's in the news for a day or there's a mention and it's gone. Like nobody ever, it was never a national discussion. Well, if you look at it this time around, C-71, which isn't the most onerous bill out there, you know, like no. on its face, it's not. No, it's not. There's some, there's some bad things in there and we can talk yep. about this if you want. But for a bill like this, it's it has sparked, it slash we have sparked a national conversation that's been going on coming up for three months that it's always in the news cycle at least every week or two. And it stays in the news cycle. And that's never happened before in Canadian history. So I, if I'll, if I'll take any credit on behalf of the CCFR, it's that. Yep. Kept it in the public eye. Mm -hmm. um, it's a lot different from the old days of other groups saying we're working in the background for you because the other group would get called out all the time. Just like CCFR gets called out. Why should I join? What are you doing? Well, you've never seen a pro gun org with as much media exposure as the CCFR and they're mm -hmm. not just there for photo ops. They're having their photo taken at things and events and meetings where they're actually lobbying on our behalf. They're actually talking to politicians. They're on the Hill. They're meeting with senators. So that old pony show of we're working um, for quietly you in the, it be quietly behind the scenes. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do I know if you're actually working quietly for me behind the scenes? Mm -hmm. So not only is the CCFR working for us, they're working for us not quietly behind the scenes, very out in the open and publicly. No other group has ever been referred to as Canada's NRA before. And why were we called Canada's NRA? Because the NRA is vocal. We're not that. We don't strategize like them. We don't operate like them. They do things differently than us, but they are a household name for good or bad, they get media attention. And that's why the NRA is a household name. So to have the liberals call us Canada's NRA, that tells us that they're scared of us. That means they know we're being effective. Yeah. You're, and, and that's, and that's right. And, and I like to use the NRA comparison myself, but in, in that you have an organization that, 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 uh, that carries that much influence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the part, that's the NRA part that I want to be. Yes. Obviously our, yep. we're completely different in our ideology, but, you know, that's, that's, you know, I'd, I'd love to be called the king. I, to me, it's a, it's, um, it's a compliment. It says that in three years, we've gone from an idea in somebody's living room, I wasn't even there, to, you know, the liberals going, these people are such a pain in our ass that we're actually going to fundraise, <laughs> calling them Canada's NRA. Yeah. You know? So it's a badge of honor from, you know, consider the sort. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So um, what else? 
What else? Um, well, when you're when you're talking about being in front of people, and and, and you know what, I don't want to take credit a, away from any other group, large or small, um, that are actually doing work, and some of them do uh, do some some good work, and and it's it's not as much out front. So I don't want to discount them entirely, but I would. I would say that we do probably the, the highest volume of work. Actually, I would say that probably. I'd say definitely, um, but it's it's just different work. So, speaking of what we do to 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 keep this in everybody's uh, or even actually, it's even some proof uh, between Tracy and I, we've done sixty interviews this year. <laughs> this calendar yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Probably probably that uh, that one day of death where you both went went through the night was uh, was a, a big help there. Oh yeah, that was 23, 23 interviews in three hours. Yeah. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Oh my god, that was good. You probably got good at it after doing that many back to back, right? Oh yeah, I was speed dating, man. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> twenty three interviews in how many hours? Three hours. Who else has done that? No, I. I that, no one doesn't happen. You, I, 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 I know we don't. I know we want to take the high road, and not call out the other groups, but um, I don't see the other people getting media attention because I, I don't think that they've, in, like, have the access that we do anymore. Some of them have lost their access, and some of them I just don't think have ever earned what we've earned in such a short period of time. I know that sounds kind of disparaging. It's not meant to be. I just I'm trying to blow the CCFR's horn, not not shoot the other guys down but it's just we get asked all the time what are you doing how are you being effective 23 interviews in three hours i'd call that being effective damn effective Mm -hmm. well it's and that was a cbc syndicated interview so it wasn't that there was 20 you know we we recorded 23 interviews and they were trickled out it was all the way from one end of canada to the other in in the on during the morning drive on a weekday that was because i i yeah my interview started at three in the morning People stuck in the car. They had to listen to you. Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the groups that does get that or groups that do get that opportunity are anti-gun groups like Wendy's. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they, they give all kinds of airtime to those people. It's it's sickening actually. Yep. Yeah. So what's coming? What's What's next? Well, um, you know, real quick thing about the, about the, uh, TV show. And again, you're the first to hear this update. Um, it's, there's going to be a delay. The mm-hmm. delay is, has absolutely nothing to do with the CCFR. Um, and we're, we have taken, um, very strong steps to make sure that that delay is dealt with in one way or another. I'm not going to say much. I'm gonna, not going to say any more than that. I can tell that there was no point in asking any questions. Yeah, that's, that's fine. More, more to come. You know, I'll know, I'll know everything in about 10 days. That's, that's when I'll know everything. All right. So, um, but anyway, there's going to be a delay. So at, at, at best, the delay will be the, you'll see the premiere first week of February, um, at the worst, slightly after that. But if it's, if it's, if it's slightly after that, then the whole situation has changed a bit. So anyway, I, don't, I I'm trying to give an update cause people are wondering without yep. blowing everything that's going on, but that's, that's what it is. There's a delay. It's, uh, and we've done everything that we could to make, to hold the schedule. It's just things beyond our control. So it's going to be a, a bit longer. It's TV. This isn't unheard of. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's unheard of for me because I live in a different yeah. world. I live in a sure. world of deadlines. And yeah, you live in a world to get stuff done. Yeah, there's no, there's no excuse. Like, unless, yeah. like, oh, I lost a kidney. You know, like, that's a good excuse. <laughs> it's, it's you know? a, yeah, that's pretty valid. Yeah. That's a thing you know? that could happen at any time. You just never know. 
where were you for a week and a half? Well, I had a, <laughs> I had a thing. I had a thing. <laughs> but I'm better now. Thanks for asking. <laughs> but I'm back on the job. Sorry about that, guys. Can you forgive me? <laughs> Some uh, people take sick days. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So oh, anyway, so that's uh, that's a deal there. So the TV show is going to be delayed, but uh, something's coming for sure. More to come on that. Awesome. And then, you know, we've been running around like 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 fools trying to get uh, a lot of stuff done. Some of the stuff that people see and some of the stuff is just infrastructure things like new clothing lines and and a bunch of, you know, working on the show that you don't see the results until you see the show and and going to all these events and lobby week and press conferences. You guys saw the press conference video, did you? The latest one? I'm not sure if I saw the latest now. Yeah, you should go to the CCFR YouTube channel and check it out. We uh, we actually had our own cameras in the press oh, room in the nice. press gallery. So we got a, a better, higher quality version. Yeah, because their their cameras are are trash. <laughs> yeah, still four by three, right? Still standard yeah. definition. Mm-hmm. So, wow. um, so anyway, all that. You know stuff what? Is- My tax dollars pay for those. I'm happy with that quality. Yeah, I ain't paying for no 4K. No, <laughs> but you're paying for Omar Cotter's kids to go to university. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Um, Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> Anyway, no, no, I'm no that's in there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so we're, I'm excited to get back to making the political videos, looking at doing another series of explainers, um, that kind of stuff. And we also have, have a project. I'll, I'll tell you another thing that nobody knows. A first, a first that uh, like nobody, nobody knows. This is why you're here, man. Exclusives. I don't know. I think you guys did the sodium pentothal thing. You spiked my drink and now I'm just spilling my gut. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> You roofied me again, Trevor. Again. She um, didn't know about that one. That was I, uh, it was I, vacation. There was no stop. I don't know why I keep falling for that. I was <laughs> on your boat. Remember that? No, you don't, do you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, my DNA is there. I'm you just pirate. Um, anyway, pirate on many levels. Um, so the uh, one of the projects that we're doing, and I'm not going to discuss too many details, but uh, we're going to do be doing our own national poll using a major polling company. And because we see polling coming from anti-gun groups and we see polling coming um, from groups that are funded by the Liberal Party or other left-wing, overtly left-wing sources, we are actually doing our own national poll. It's going to be a big one. So, yeah, so a very substantial poll. We might even use two separate companies and combine the results to make sure that there's no bias. Because one of the issues that we're having is a very low level of trust um, even for polling companies that are left-leaning, yeah, um, that they'll give us our information, and that's yeah, a sad day when I have to say something like that. But it's it's, yeah. it's genuine. Yeah, you know they they'll always go for money. So it's, yeah, uh, yeah. So and and now the the timeline on this is actually really short, which we found out because we've never done a poll before, and and no other gun group has ever done a poll to my knowledge, an actual national poll on these things. What another never been done before? First for the CCFR. You know, I'm almost <laughs> tired of saying that. <laughs> I think you're, you're starting to embarrass me, man. Um, but <laughs> like, yeah, it's all about the CCFR. But anyway, yeah, we're doing the best that we can. And uh, I think this is going to be really exciting. And this will be, we will have the poll results before the middle of December. Oh, that's oh, wow. very awesome. cool. Yeah. So, I mean, like a part of this is uh, our, our stats are given to us by these website polls and that kind of thing. And, and really the, the news, uh, me, like the media is, is incentivized on doing these polls on their websites because 
Um, they get lots of views from us and from the anti-gunners as well going in to vote on the poll. So you guys doing a poll is a, is a great idea. Most of the poll data out there is using uh, leading questions on the anti side, and it would be good to get something that's uh, not biased and uh, more neutral, more like more true to what Canadians are actually like. Because I, I think most Canadians just when you when you ask them about guns, they probably don't know or don't care. And, or, uh, or they spew American rhetoric and American facts yeah. because they're so inundated with American television. Yeah. yeah so I think, uh, yeah, I think a, a, a survey would be uh, would be an excellent use of time. Yeah, yep. it's and and we're doing it. I, a couple of people have said, "Well, what what are we trying to achieve?" So there's there is a uh, there's a thesis <clears throat> that we're trying to uh, to flesh out here, um, and that's that's the part that I have to keep confidential. Mm. Um, but the other thing is that when when we commission, when anyone commissions a national poll, it's an opportunity for the media to talk about guns again, yep. and it's a data point for people to debate, which keeps it in the news cycle. And the results of that poll will live on long after I'm gone and, and the, or the CCFR is gone or whatever. Because, pe- you know, there's people always say, oh, back in you know, t- 2018, there was a poll that, sa- that said this, right? Mm-hmm. And as long as it's a major polling company, it's actually taken as pretty reliable information. So we're actually contributing to the data. Very cool. As a yeah. gun group, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So switching gears a little bit, Rod. Um, Mark Holland had a town hall meeting recently and in that he kind of either through a slip of the tongue or not mentioned that um, at least in his mind, central storage is an option that's on the table going forward for the liberals. Have you heard anything like, do you have any spoilers about um, whether or not, their strategy is changing and, and what we might look, you know, what we might have to look forward to. If this goes through, do you have any kind of insider tidbits that you can share with us after all those meetings? And well, that, that has been, that has got the whole central storage idea gets mentioned every time there's a gun debate. Um, It's not as popular as the word ban or as popular as some of the other things that they want to do. But that that always get, kind of gets kicked around. I don't have any information personally uh, that that's being seri- seriously considered. But if I were to make a guess for the Senate, because this is the only place that it can happen unless the Senate pushes the bill, kicks the bill back to the to the um, to the House. So for the Senate to have an amendment like that, I don't think it's yeah, realistic. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's huge, right? Because you can only imagine the backlash when. Like every gun owner that owns a handgun will come out. I mean, there's certain things that will trigger people, trigger as it were, yeah. which is like, what do you, you know, because because people on the ground that go to a gun club go, hold on, you know, like like Tracy Wilson was saying, like her club, Eastern Ontario, Eastern Ontario, whatever, ESOC, E ESOC, EOSC, 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 yeah. Thank you very much. Just needed a minute. Eastern Ontario Shooting Center. Yeah. Sure. Or Sportsman Association or something like that. Oh, yeah. Moving on. Kelly, we'll yep. argue about that later. Tracy's <laughs> Club. Got it. Good. Moving on. If you've been there, which I think most of you guys have been there. Um, I've been, yeah. Yeah. It's a piece of private property. There's no power there. It's in the middle of nowhere. There's no alarm. So there's no nothing there. And it's a bunch of ranges and some buildings without power. So, I mean, you know, what do you like? How would anybody even pay for security, you know, sufficient yep. enough to repel? 
a gang, you know, a gang putting a four man team together, driving a, a you know, a, a four two fifty through the front you know, of a building and then stealing all the guns. I, I just it's so un, it's so out of touch with reality that I would even be shocked for them to even, you know, go down that road publicly in a serious manner rather than just some nut in the Toronto Star talking about central storage. Yeah. yeah or it's not too crazy. Impact, I guess, right? It's too impractical an idea. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. It would never, ever work. Which, well, kind of like a registry didn't work, but they did that anyway. Well, the, the yeah. And the thing about the registry was, you know, it's a compliance measure. Yep. You know, they're not actually removing your firearms from the home. I often think as a gun owner, like, what's it going to take for people to be like, okay, you know what? I've had enough. Like, I've, like they've, they've gone too far. Yeah. And I think something like that would just affect so many people and so dramatically. I mean, what was that crazy senator that she she retired? She was a real nut too. Yeah, um, she was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she was like, "Oh, you, you have to use an armored car service to transport your firearms." Like, what kind of drugs are you on? Yeah. <laughs> what world are you living in? Like, I'm talking hard drugs too. Like, yeah. you know, she was the oh, original fentanyl meth, or something. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like mainlining fentanyl. <laughs> great yeah. idea. You know. I, think, I think the term is freebasing. Free, yeah. Freebasing fentanyl. Yeah, she put an eye drop or something. She's just <laughs> out to lunch. Yeah. Well, that's a great way to wrap this up. <laughs> People are out to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> They're bananas. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on and uh, and spilling your guts over <laughs> all of <laughs> so many things. new things, right? Yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll definitely use that to our advantage and play up that uh, we've got all these exclusives from the uh, CCFR. Super scoop. Yeah. You heard these, it here uh, first. All these scoops here. But uh, I, I, we probably have a lot of CCFR members watching as well right now just because uh, yeah, I know they're watching us live right now. But uh, thank you again for coming on and uh, and giving us the update. I appreciate it. Have a good night, Rod. Thanks. Later. Yeah. All right, guys. Take care. Bye, Rod. Bye. Thanks again to Rod for, uh, for coming on and... Uh, Giving away the farm. I think that's, that's the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> there are no secrets. No, there are uh, I think he just not anymore. Need, he just feels the need to spill his guts when he's here. That's all. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, do we have any uh, listener feedback from YouTube that's not weather related? Uh, you guys, like, you guys <laughs> no. are getting a little bit of snow and it's oh. like, oh man, there's snowmageddon coming here. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. There is nothing really that I've been trying to keep up. There was some uh, comments on the red dots. Uh, Jeremy yeah. was saying that the hollow sun 503 G was the one that he was, he was looking at. Uh, so I, I read a negative review Me that too. Um, in that magazine. Edward, right? Edward wrote, uh, right. Yep. TV yeah. press pass. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had some uh, poor results with the hollow sun. So I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant based on that. And the spitfire is the same price. Spitfire is like three seventy nine dollars uh, Canadian. And I'm pretty sure the Hollow Sun 503 is about the same, if not more, here. And won't have the warranty. No oh, one has no, the warranty what's, what's that Vortex warranty has. Like in Canada. I bet Who you the cares? Warranty, like, for warrant for Vortex? Can't be Vortex warranty. No, you can't. Not the speed of the warranty. Yeah. But uh, oh, another comment here from Greg. He was saying he runs his 3X Spitfire on his XCR and his Spark 2 on his X95. Spark, you can move around and shoot both eyes open. Yep. And all he sees is a red dot. Yeah, that's the idea, right? So the nice thing about the Spark um, is that it's uh, it's got a smaller body on it than the uh, Spitfire. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but maybe I'll get that that both eyes open, just see the dot when I uh, even with uh, the the Spitfire. What do you guys think about your optic placement? I I used to put my optic way out, like right at the end of the receiver. For a red almost. dot, yeah, right at the end of the receiver is where I'd go. So this guy put a video up on YouTube and uh, Derek Merriweather, one of our listeners sent it to me and it made me re rethink everything I thought I knew about red dot placement. Um, the example he gave was he took a toilet paper tube and he held it out in front of his face. Yeah. And now you've got to look through this tube, right? right? He pulled the tube closer. And as he pulled the tube closer, the field of vision opened up and you didn't have to like focus through this tube anymore. Cause it was like right in your face. Yeah. What do you think? Which, like for a scope, yes, absolutely. For a red dot, red dot. This was dot, this was your eyes open. You're you're just going to be superimposing that dot on whatever. I'm left eye dominant. This is actually Same. working out great for me. There's going to be a dot on the target, and there's going to be like my left eye seeing and ignoring that. Uh, that red dot's not even going to show up for me. Well, it's going to be like the weak second image, right? So yeah, I, think I see what you're saying, Trevor, but I, it, the closer it is, the bigger the field of view means you have a larger area to scan to find the red dot. So if your eye is not perfectly placed behind it, you may not find it very quickly. Whereas if the red dot optic is farther out, you'll be forced to look through the center of it a little bit more quickly. And you'll probably find now, the red dot a little faster. What you just said, he explained in the opposite. When it's up close, you're forced to look through the center. It's not You're not having to look for it because because it's out there it's stuck right up in your face you have no choice but the but to see through it automatically as soon as it pops up it's there hmm. and it's the opposite I've, I've experimented both ways and i found i find the red dot faster the farther away the optic is away. now this doesn't apply to eotex hmm. this doesn't apply to the big square glass eotex no, no i've done it i've done it with, with tubes yeah but, uh, look, here's what you do: is you experiment. Put the you yep. put your tube farther away. Put it closer and practice. Just, see which just one experiment both ways, Trevor. Trevor, you always got to experiment. You know, college was a long time ago. My experimental days are, are behind me, and now I just want people on YouTube to tell me how to live. <laughs> uh, but the problem is that people there's multiple people on both sides who will both tell you that's the way to live. Of course, he's right. right. So no, like, both ways. I think I think the right thing to do here is to set up two ARs with two red dots, one far, one close, and then see what you prefer. Yep. Or I've run I've run both. Um, I prefer further out because I get that same cheek weld anyways, yeah. and I prefer to look down and not see the sight. So I mean, I've got a red dot on my SKS and my Matador Arms chassis with a quick detach. I could just. Um, you know, run a few drills and uh, use the timer and see what my splits and my hits are like. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Red dot far or close. We need to know. Why don't we move on to listener feedback? Okay. Listener feedback is sponsored by Highlander Tactical. Go to highlandertactical.com to check out their great supply of both outside and inside the waistband holsters today. Use promo code SLAMFIRE to check out and save 10% on your order. Sweet. Trevor, do you want to take this one from Spencer? No. <laughs> it's quite large. It's a like it's whale, whale size. It's, it's uh, a whale of an email. Yeah. I'll take the PS stuff at the bottom where it says Trevor. I think that's fair. I'll take this first part. 
From Spencer. Hey, guys. I just wanted to let you know that I got my five, uh, FN509 upgraded with the Apex Trigger and Sear without too much difficulty. It took a while and was sometimes a three-handed job, but overall, it was no worse than doing the same in my MP, MMP core. I did not know that Apex had a trigger kit out these, for these things yet. That yeah. is awesome. Uh, uh, the installation videos are correct that driving out the trigger pin is a little nerve-wracking but mainly because they warn you so many times that you can break your frame by doing it wrong. A good set of punches and the right-sized hammer on a solid surface makes it a pretty straightforward job. The end result was about a pound lower pull weight, according to my Lyman gauge, and a noticeably crisper feel with a lot less take-up. The hinged trigger that comes from the factory really does really takes a lot of travel to disengage, and you still have to get the striker all the way back as well. The Apex doesn't change the latter, but the blade safety does eliminate a lot of the former. Overall, it's a worthwhile upgrade. It won't turn an FN into a race-tuned 1911 with a glass rod break, but it does improve it a lot over the factory, and the 509 had a better trigger than the FNS series to start with. I'll definitely be putting one in my FNS long slide as well, although I think I'll wait until the price drops a bit before tackling that job. On another note, I was surprised United Way wanted to, anything to do with Kelly's gun-related fundraiser. I know here in Georgia, they wouldn't touch money that comes uh, from any kind of activity that involves firearms. Lastly, I think all the P320s for the U.S. military will have the RMR cut out on the slides. That was one of the requirements, just like the safety. One other neat requirement was that they provide 10 ceremonial pistols for the guards at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. SIG created some really beautiful all-metal versions of the regular gun. I'll put a link below to the press release to show what they look like. Uh, that's it for now. Thanks for the great show, and it's good to have Matthew back at least once in a while. All right, Trevor, now it's your turn. Uh, Trevor, if you can't find a good non-GI M1 carbine, the best of the reproductions is the Car Auto Ordnance Rifle. I'm not seeing those up here. That doesn't mean they're not here, though. I have a 1944 Underwood, but a but I usually take the car out to shoot with folks from work, and it's always run like a champ. Supposedly, it's picky on magazines, but I've never had an issue with it. It's always been around it. It's always been around six hundred fifty dollars US, which used to be more than a real M1, but it's actually a lot less these days. Yeah, ain't that the truth? All the rest of the M1 clones are really hit or miss when it comes to quality. Um, some of the early universals are actually pretty nice. Yeah, because the first universals were still being made with actual uh, parts, not parts that they made themselves. They were using they can't really they were using USGI parts um, and are basically post-war GI carbines. After they went bankrupt two or three times and parts started to get scarce, though. The quality slipped a bit. Okay, a lot, as in they were mostly junk. Yep. Filthy says, as far as those universals are concerned, it's not a question of if they will shoot out a battery, it's when. I had hopes for the new inland manufacturing guns, but those seem to have some real issues out of the gate, and the cost and they cost the same as a real good, a real GI gun to boot. As for ammo here in the states, I can get Fiocchi for about twenty-five cents a round. Not dirt cheap, but not not that expensive either. I don't shoot either one all that often, so uh, a case lasted a, lasted me a while. 
after I talked about it last week, I went back to budget shoe supply and they had oodles of different types of projectiles to reload 30 carbine with Hornady, even even Hornady stuff. Um, and again, anything between 90 and 110 grain. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you got rid of your, your Russian trash though. I like my Mosin M44 well enough, and I have a Yugo SKS just because, well, not just because, the Yugo SKS is one of the most sought-after ones, but I have never, uh, but I was never that interested in anything Russian except for AK variants. Good luck with the Enfields, though. That should keep you busy for a while. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Ian from Forgotten Weapons did an AK, uh, an SKS video the other day. Uh, I forget where it was from, but there's like three unicorns of the SKS and yeah, I forget what they were, but anyway, I don't know if we have any of them here, but yeah, when an SKS makes it to the Rock Island house, arch, uh, auction house, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's gotta be rare. So mm-hmm. anyway, um, I might as well keep going here, Adriel from James. So wondering if you talked about setting in scopes, I've been busy trolling flat earthers and haven't been listening to slack fire radio with the new logo slack tire radio slack tire. That's right. Yeah. Slack tire radio. All one word. Yeah. I guess what I'm asking is how do I explain to a stormtrooper the correct way? Um, stop shooting from the hip, which would be a, a good way to start. Um, as you explain the proper procedures, please use small words with lots of explanations. Maybe use some graphs and pictures so we can help that dope Brian Bolivar too. Um, watching some YouTube and found this from three years ago. Matt Bess steps to owning a gun. One, laugh at gun owner stereotypes. Two, get the proper training. Three, be responsible. Four, say no to emotional gun control. Five, exercise and support the CCFR. Uh, six, be responsible for your own safety. Seven, make sure Trevor pulls a hammy. And I added that one. <laughs> Italics, take a breath. <laughs> Remember, Matt warning shot McClatchy. Just because it fits in your mouth doesn't mean it belongs there. Keep your stick in a vice, James B. That's the regular one that normally like trashes his emails and they're like hardly readable. Yeah. This is yeah, readable. This, yeah. Yeah, this is really, he did a good job. We can read he it. Did, he did Very a weird. job. Maybe he's finally weird. taken our advice and has somebody else write his emails for him. I bet Don <laughs> wrote this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Ginger Snaps. Yeppers. Mm-hmm. Have we ever talked about setting in scopes? Yes. No. No. Maybe. <laughs> Never. We did say we would uh, make it a main topic at some point. The guys placated me and said yes. Someday, yeah. Probably, yeah. maybe. Someday. Maybe All right. If you'd like Thanks. to email the show and ask us to do a topic that we won't do, uh, send an email to <laughs> slamfireradio at gmail.com. Uh, podcast reviews, none, but uh, please go ahead and review us on iTunes or Google or Stitcher or something. And, whatever uh, app you use. Yeah, whatever app you use. If it's got review stuff on there, review us. Uh, Shout outs, Trevor. Um, do I? Yes. Captain Andy and Kim, thank you for another amazing weekend. So I got down there and I brought Christina with me this time. And so, you know, Andy's wife had already met my wife before. And at the start of the weekend, it was all right. From now on, you're not allowed to come visit without bringing her. And at the end of the weekend, it was Christina, you can come back and Trevor, like whatever, man, it's fine. (laughs) As long as, as long as Christina comes back. So, yeah. 
That's normal though for you guys. That right? pretty much is a thing. Yeah. Well, jokes on her. Like the next couple of times I'm going to be down there, going to be for matches. I'm going to have muffin with me. So sweet. Yeah. Kelly. I have one for Gravel Agency. They're the newest sponsor for Project Maple Seed, and I'm going to make the announcement on the website, maybe, or on the Facebook page. Here? Now? Okay. So they sent us uh, four guns and also a whole whack-a-doodle of bucket of bullets. So we're going to be using the guns for loaners. uh, I don't actually know what they sent us. Hmm. I have to look. Narinko Bolt Action 22s? No, there wasn't no. those. I know that there was a couple of Marlins in there. So, but yeah, there was two. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to have to open them up. I'm going to take pictures. And also, as I said, we have, I think, 10,000 rounds of 22 ammo. Yep. So I just wanted to say thank you to them. It's a good start. Yeah. Good to go there. It's awesome. So yeah. thanks for coming on board, Gravel Agency. Matthew? Yeah, to Cody. You know why. Yeah. Cody. Yeah. yeah, Cody. All right, Patreon supporters. Uh this one I think... we've got a big a big new one to add exactly. to this. Giovanni's in there, but um <laughs> Giovanni, whatever. Thanks, thanks, buddy. Whatever. <laughs> no, you do Giovanni. Well, I get the email up for the next guy. We got somebody more important than you, Giovanni. Uh, Giovanni. He's don't a talk great about guy, Giovanni by the way. Like that. Well, you started it, so I just thought I'd wrap it up. No, no, you really <laughs> twisted my my intent there. Yeah. It's funny, uh-huh. yeah. You know, Giovanni hates you. By the way, he told me so. Well, I th- hates you to the tune of uh, a three eleven bullet. Yes, to be uh, a three eleven pants. Infield. Huh? Huh? Well, oh, not pants. Oh, the, 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 that's right. The three elevens are the shorts. Right, <laughs> the cross. <laughs> <laughs> the- <laughs> uh, Giovanni, thank you for supporting us. Thank Thanks. you for sending us shorts. <laughs> we'll buy and shorts it, with it. Trevor. All right, other one. I'm, what, you want to let me? Oh, here's the fanfare, the big one. Somebody nope. play the music. Put the trumpets out or something. Nope. Screw you guys. <laughs> not doing it. Why not? Sorry, Jeremy. My goals are jerks. Jeremy Crane. He paid. He deserves it. Right. Yep. He does. He deserved respect, and he deserved to have it. Sh- his Patreon well, acknowledged. But and you need to you need to not talk down on Giovanni and you need to <laughs> I could have cut you right in the sack. Uh, so yeah, no. Jer- Jeremy Jeremy sent us ten bucks, but whatever, man. Whatever. Let's not make a big deal <laughs> hey, of it. Jeremy, I don't want to make anybody else feel bad. For supporting us as well. Awesome. Ten dollars. That's 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 really good. Let's just say your patches are worth more. <laughs> oh look. Giovanni's gonna un un Patreoni us now. I you would. Guys. I'd be I'd be like screw these guys. I hate these guys now. <laughs> but at least Giovanni gave, made it a caliber. Pff, ten bucks. Anybody can do ten hey, bucks. What the heck's okay, a ten? Guys, ten you, millimeter. Give, give me my, give, hey, oh, Adriel, oh, yeah. Adriel, you lost control. Mm-hmm. Adriel, you I don't. Lost I don't think he ever had C- it. Control was an illusion from right from the start. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, wrap this up because our Patreoni uh, is is waiting. All right, please join the CCFR. I'll check us out on Gunners of Canada. Like us on Facebook. See you later. <laughs> I love it. So if you have any comments or questions for the show, please send an email to slamfireradio at gmail.com. Now go grab a gun and shoot something. When the talking is over, it's time to get a gun.
Hello, welcome. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, uh, I don't even think he did it on purpose. <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> Made it so awesome. Awesome. There's no right. better, better way to wrap up an interview than accuse a former politician. <laughs> Freebasing. Freebasing. Free yeah. She wasn't yeah. just injecting marijuana. She was no, no. freebasing fentanyl. Freebasing fentanyl. <laughs> yeah. Ah, she doesn't listen anyways. Yeah, she, she doesn't listen to anybody. Have you read her stuff? Man. Yeah, wow. 